0: is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. These issues involving Hunter Biden and James Biden really are issues involving Joe Biden. You're going to want to watch my show on Sunday, Life, Liberty, and Levin, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I have Peter Schweizer for the entire hour. Nobody knows more about the Bidens, and nobody knows more about this scandal than Peter Schweizer. He was the first to interview Bobolinsky for four and a half hours. He's been on this trail for years. And so we will have an exclusive interview this Sunday for the full hour in our long-form interview with Peter Schweizer. And it will be a wide-ranging interview. And in the end, literally, the buck stops with Joe Biden. The idea that Joe Biden's son has been under investigation for tax fraud and SEC fraud for two years by a grand jury and that Joe Biden didn't know about it is a lie. It's not possible. The idea that Joe Biden's brother is under investigation by the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Western District of Pennsylvania Involving a bankrupt hospital there. The idea that Joe Biden didn't know about that is a lie. We also have Bobolinsky, a serious witness, a serious man. First interviewed by Peter Schweizer for several hours. And Schweizer has written about this. And he points out, and there's email, there is contemporary documentary evidence. And Bobulinski is a material witness that Joe Biden knew about financial deals with China. And that Joe Biden, the boss, the top guy, in one of these deals was to get 10%. 10%. I want to thank the United States media for creating, on top of an existing constitutional crisis, another constitutional crisis. If there was justice, there would be now already an impeachment committee pulled together just in case Joe Biden manages to become president of the United States. That's exactly what was demanded by the media and the Democrats before Donald Trump was inaugurated, and Donald Trump hadn't done anything. Anything. They had to create a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump. There were no ongoing U.S. attorney investigations, grand jury investigations of Donald Trump or his family members. Period. And so, the issue here isn't Hunter Biden... Listen to me carefully, because I'm trying to lay this out. And the backbenchers and the others will pick up on this and should. The issue is Joe Biden. Communist China is going to have a seat in every meeting, at every table, should Joe Biden become president of the United States. In the form of Joe Biden. The individuals that Joe Biden would like to sit around that table with him are all China appeasers, every single one. From his suggested Secretary of State, his suggested Director of National Intelligence, his suggested National Security Advisor, and his suggested Secretary of Education. No wonder Communist China was rooting for Joe Biden in this election. Now it's going to take brave people, a relative handful in the media and in the counter media, like this show, to continue to press this issue. Because we already see, thanks to our friends at MRC Newsbusters, that the major television networks quickly did a hit and run, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and then moved on. This was the other night. We already see Mr. Potato Head, a.k.a. BS, Brian Stelter, Helter Stelter at CNN, who is Jeff Sucker's most reliable lapdog, attack Fox for daring to cover this issue. Let's be honest, the Democrat Party is in bed with Communist China. Whether it's Dianne Feinstein or Nancy Pelosi, whether it's Swalwell, whether it's their billionaire backers from Wall Street and the other corporatists, Bloomberg, whether it's the media that Thomas Friedman's and his ilk, and the frauds on CNN and MSNBC, New York Times and Washington Post and all the rest of them. Special pleaders for Communist China. How dare you call this virus the Chinese virus said a reporter for NPR isn't that racist the media mouthpieces for a genocidal communist regime wouldn't be the first time just as FDR kissed up to Adolf Hitler early on in the rise of the Third Reich yes Now it would appear Biden, should he become president, is kissing up to a radical Marxist genocidal regime in communist China. The entire Democrat Party infrastructure and support mechanism, from Hollywood to corporatists on Wall Street, colleges and universities, wholly owned by the Communist Party in China, You look at the NBA, LeBron James just got an award for opposing voter suppression. History will not judge LeBron James well if it judges him at all. He has defended slavery and genocide in China, if not directly, as a matter of fact, putting his dollars and sneakers over the lives of, of Uyghurs, Muslims in China. Not once have I heard him defend them. Not once have I heard him plead for them. Not once. LeBron James is nothing but a partisan Democrat. That's all he is. Period. And so we see now the problems with early voting, people voting well in advance of having knowledge. We see what happens to a republic when we have a thoroughly corrupt media a media that is an appendage of a thoroughly corrupt political party, the Democrat Party. You shouldn't be surprised anymore that more and more Democrats support Communist China over the Republican United States, never defend capitalism, call themselves Democrat socialisms, actually defend Chinese allies like Iran where they want to give them billions of dollars and, and reignite that deal, like the Palestinians in the Middle East and all over the world. I told you before the election that our enemies were rooting for Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. Whether in Tehran or Beijing, whether in Moscow or Havana, our enemies wanted Joe Biden as president. And certainly Kamala Harris as Vice President. Our enemies want the Democrats to control the House and the Senate and the Presidency. Our enemies want the fifth column, the Democrat Party, the fifth column in this country, to weaken us and undermine us from within. Whether it's our energy sector. Whether it's our steel sector. Assembly lines. Smoke chimney factories. It doesn't matter. Hollow us out from within. And you better believe the communist Chinese are behind this whole climate change nonsense. Man-made climate change. They don't give a damn. They think it's terrific. And so these lawsuits, these battles that are going on, they're degraded and the people who bring them are diminished whether it's the pseudo-conservative reprobates at National Review, whether it's the low-IQ teenagers at Mediaite, whether it's the Soros-funded hack jobs over there at the Media Matters, or whether it's the same hackneyed reprobate media in our own country. They always seem to be on the wrong side, don't they? More when I return. I'll be right back.
2: love in.
0: As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit Levin for Hillsdale.com. Hillsdale.com. That's L E V I N for Hillsdale.com, Lavinfrahillsdale.com. Let me be as clear as I know. As I know how. Joe Biden lied to us over and over and over again. The media lied to us over and over and over again. The Democrat Party lied to us over and over and over again now we're just supposed to roll over the american people the democrat party went to these states and corruptly and corruptly changed the rules now why would you have a party go into the states to get rid of signatures on ballots, to get rid of signature comparisons on, sa- on ballots to get rid of postmarks on ballots to count votes after the deadline Why would a political party seek to do that? Because they seek to destroy the two party system. The Democrat Party is an authoritarian party. It is a totalitarian party. It was during the Confederacy, it was during segregation, and it is today. You have mouthpieces in that party who are bought and paid for by the Communist Chinese, you have mouthpieces in our media. That cotton up to the communist Chinese, like Thomas Friedman, among others, among many others. Our country is filled with tens of thousands of students from the communist Chinese regime. You think they're here to learn English? Certainly not all of them. Our laboratories have been compromised, Hollywood's been compromised. Our corporations have been compromised. They see 1.4 billion people and they salivate. Our universities and colleges have been compromised. Maybe that's why Marxism is so broadly embraced in our colleges, in the NBA, in corporate America, in Wall Street, and in the Democrat Party. Notice the rising stars, so-called, in the Democrat Party. Neo Marxists and Marxists. Notice their treatment in the American media. Praised and promoted. Unbelievable. They never defend capitalism. They attack our founding, exactly what the Chinese communists want. Attack your own founding, attack your own history. Attack your own culture, attack your own society. Brainwash, indoctrinate, breed people who hate capitalism, who are pulling down monuments of American heroes. Not all heroes. We understand the Confederacy, but American heroes. Washington, Lincoln, Grant, even abolitionists. Even statues of black men who fought on the Union side in the Civil War. Pull them all down. Look how they bought and paid for LeBron James. Look how they bought and paid for for the NBA. Taking knees against law and order. Taking knees. Oh, it's not about the flag. It's not about the national anthem. Think about the old Soviet Union. Think about the old Soviet Union. Can you imagine... If the Democrats had nominated somebody to run for president of the United States with the ties to the old Soviet Union that Biden has to the communist Chinese, wouldn't that be shocking? Or that Biden has announced in advance that if he becomes president, he's got a whole cabinet full of communist Chinese appeasers just waiting. And by the way, Islamo-Nazi Iran appeasers. This was repeated today by one of my colleagues on TV, but as I've been saying behind the radio microphone here, why do you think Bloomberg and these billionaires in corporate America were backing Biden against Trump? Because of their ties, their businesses in China, or their desires to do business in China. 1.4 billion a billion dollar, potential customers, as I pointed out the other day. We say a lot here that's repeated. It's okay. I'm proud I don't repeat what other people have to say. Think for yourselves. Think for yourselves. The Democrat Party is corrupt. It's always been corrupt. It's always been corrupt. It rejects Americanism. Tell me, any leading Democrat today... Who speaks up for the Founding Fathers? Who speaks up for the Declaration of Independence? Even the multiple references to God, our Creator. How many of them speak up for the Constitution? No, none of them. They use it to advance their cause, but they never defend it. I'll be right back. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month, or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. LevinforHillsdale.com.
1: You can call us now at 877 381 3811. And the liberal contact number is 877 381 3811.
0: Well, the United States Supreme Court has struck again. Two short paragraphs. It has rejected the case from Texas and the 18 states. It says Texas has no standing. I'm paraphrasing. It says the uh, manner in which these other states, these four states, conducted their elections um, is not really, uh, well, I'll put it in plain, it's not Texas's business. Now, some conservatives have argued this, and the Supreme Court's taken them up on this. The problem with this, ladies and gentlemen, is... You have widespread, institutionalized corruption. You have violations of Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the United States Constitution. That case is before the court, and they let it die. You had another case before the court that said, wait a minute. The legislature violated its own constitution. It can't violate its own constitution when selecting electors for the federal offices of president and vice president of the United States. The Supreme Court in one sentence said, uh, we're rejecting your emergency appeal. Then Texas, with 18 states, and uh, says, okay, Supreme Court, look, we got four states here <clears throat> that changed the rules at the last moment to help Biden and the Democrats. That violates the Equal Protection Clause for the other states and causes other issues that they raise. And the court says, you don't have any standing because what goes on in the other states is basically none of Texas's business. That's where we are. And what all of this means, despite what all these so-called experts say and write, they're all getting behind their keyboards now. As I said here, and I quote myself, and I link to myself, and as I said here, what all of this means is the institutionalized corruption and fraud by these states whether it's Republicans in the state legislature in Pennsylvania that violated their own constitution, whether it's the Pennsylvania Supreme Court that not only violated the constitution, but then went ahead and changed election laws to comport with what the Biden campaign wanted, whether it's Georgia, in which the signature requirement was changed because the Secretary of State there, a Republican, buckled, buckled, and uh, to Tracy, and, uh, and change the signature requirements there. Or whether it's these other states. The Supreme Court says there's no relief. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Now let me ask you a question. If these were Democrat lawsuits and the Democrats control the United States Senate today, what would they be doing, Mr. Producer? They would be changing the Supreme Court, wouldn't they? They wouldn't tolerate this. They wouldn't put up with it. They wouldn't tolerate this. They wouldn't put up with it. You know, my first book was called Men in Black, how the Supreme Court is destroying America. Many of you call the program or you, you comment on my various social sites and you say, take it to court, take it to court, take it to court. So let's say you take it to court and this happens. I don't need to hear any commentary from kids in their 20s who know nothing about the Supreme Court and nothing who know nothing about the law. I don't need to hear any commentary from Never Trumpers or just filled with hate and contempt and utterly irrational. Utterly irrational. The Supreme Court gave this virtually no attention. Virtually no attention. The original Article II case about the legislatures acting within their lawful bounds, taking action, They gave it 18 words. The Article 2 violations, where you have a court and a governor and a secretary of state who are changing the laws illegally, but changing the laws for elections within weeks of the election in Pennsylvania. And the Supreme Court, in the form of Alito, takes it up, issues a warning, a warning to the secretary of state twice to segregate the ballots, and then we never hear from them again. We never hear from them again. So we have a breakdown of law and order and a breakdown of our constitutional order. And don't let these people who beat their chests and say the court did exactly the right thing sway you at all. Because the court did not. And so where are we? I don't need to hear from Professor this one and former federal prosecutor that one and all this so forth and so on. We can figure this out ourselves. We can figure this out ourselves. This country's in very, very deep trouble. When one political party can institutionalize its fraud in order to try and make sure that its candidate wins by hook or by crook, by violating Article Two of the Constitution, by violating state law, by making changes at the last minute, all intended to lift election protections, all intended to enhance the Democrat Party and their candidate. I want to tell you a little secret. If a Republican president running for re-election and getting almost 75 million votes, 12 million than he received the first time around when he won, and millions and millions more than any other candidate in the history of this country, if that Republican sitting president can't win because an individual that has minor support from the population who barely campaigned can get 80 million votes, we can never win the presidency. We can never win the presidency. You don't need law professors and former federal prosecutors to explain this to you. This is obvious. So while at the state level they can institutionalize fraud, they can eliminate barriers, it turns out that that's perfectly fine. Now Every time I talk about this, I come under attack from Sleeze balls at the Washington Post or sleeze balls at the New York Times or sleeze balls elsewhere because I dare to even discuss this. But understand, these people are of a totalitarian and fascistic mindset. These people work for news outlets that didn't find the Holocaust newsworthy or news outlets that were propagandists for Joseph Stalin in the 1930s. I can sleep at night. My conscience is clear. I have never, never been a mouthpiece for anything of that sort. Nothing. And so I uh, thought I'd point this out. So here we are late Friday afternoon, really a Friday evening, and the Supreme Court strikes. They wanted to get this off their table so they could enjoy their weekend. We can't have these, these cases Hanging around. And I will tell you this. I don't ever want to talk to a Supreme Court justice again. I want nothing to do with any of them. Period. Period. Nothing. They know who they are. I want nothing to do with them. What the hell good use are they? And I'll be right back. love
2: Levin.
0: As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free Online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes learning, character, faith, and freedom without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. LevinforHillsdale.com. Well, I want to salute Clarence Thomas and Sam Alito, who did want to hear the case, the uh, conflict of states case. And here is uh, what the Supreme Court did. The state of Texas motion for leave to file a bill of complaint is denied for lack of standing under Article 3 of the Constitution. Now, let me just say this. How can there be a lack of standing when if there's a conflict between the states... The only way that conflict can be heard is original jurisdiction by the United States Supreme Court. To me, that is a misuse of the word standing. It is a, it's like the word latches that was used by the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania to get around dealing with a constitutional dispute. Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections. All other pending motions are dismissed as moot. Statement of Justice Alito with whom Justice Thomas joins. Quote, in my view, we do not have discretion to deny the filing of a bill of complaint in a case that falls within our original jurisdiction, which is the point I just said. And they said, I would therefore grant the motion to file the bill of complaint, but would not grant other relief, and I express no view on any other issue. So they would have taken up the case but they probably would have taken up the case for the purpose of killing it, I should mention. Let me tell you the irony here. The irony is this. Because the state of Georgia has two races for two Senate seats taking place as I speak. And because the voting process that was in place during the presidential election is still in place. And because the Secretary of State entered into a consent decree with Stacey Abrams that weakened the signature requirement, among other things, that process is still there. Texas was challenging that, among other things. So if, because of that process, the two Democrats win, and they are as radical as they get, they are right there, hardcore left wing, Then what happens? 50-50 in the Senate and Kamala Harris, should she be vice president, is the tie-breaking vote because she's president of the Senate as vice president. What did Chuck Schumer say if they control the Senate and have the presidency in the House? He said he's going to pack the Supreme Court. It's very possible the Supreme Court collectively just slid its own throat. But don't worry, they will have done so with great self-respect and self-aggrandizement. In the end, in the end, depending on how the election turns out, the Supreme Court as a group may have just slid its own throat. As they duck one case after another you still have that article 2 case sitting there where Leto said as I point out to you to segregate the the petitions the uh, ballots it's not enough to do anything so I guess the court's still fiddling, still fighting over it still not sure what to do can't cobble enough justices to go in one direction or another I want you also to keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to keep in mind that the two Trump appointees did not vote. Excuse me. The three Trump appointees did not vote with Thomas and Alito. The three Trump appointees obviously voted with the leftists and John Roberts seven to two that would be Barrett Kavanaugh and Gorsuch all three really quite disgusting if you think about it I would encourage you not to listen to the usual buffoons and naysayers the phony legal analysts and all the rest They know nothing more than you do. They just, they're predictable. They're very predictable. We have these activist courts in the States, like we do in Pennsylvania, and they can do pretty much whatever they want to do. And the Supreme Court basically, by inaction, has sanctified these Activities. So the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania feels emboldened. The lawless elements in the states feel emboldened. And as of today, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the Constitution, which says that the legislatures shall determine how electors are appointed, doesn't exist anymore. What this court needs is serious leadership, like a William Rehnquist. But instead, it has a little boy who's very concerned about how Linda Greenhouse and others think of him and write about him. But what's troubling to me is the three Trump appointees fell right in line. That includes Barrett and Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Those of you who fight like hell for these justices. Fight like hell. You're always disappointed, aren't you? The Democrats know where their justices are going. Whether it's on a state Supreme Court or the United States Supreme Court. They all know. We're not asking the justices to be result-oriented. We're actually asking them to take up these cases. They refuse to take up. The Pennsylvania case they refuse to take up the Texas case they won't even take them to look at them and in the case of Pennsylvania they didn't even provide an explanation you have every reason to be furious you look at the various aspects of this Republic and you say I support the Constitution Shouldn't the governor, shouldn't the secretary of state, shouldn't the Supreme Court of my state support the Constitution when they don't? I expect a state legislature, when it acts, to follow its own Constitution. I mean, I'm expected to follow my state's Constitution. And when they don't? Apparently, there is no remedy. None. This is how you get one-party rule in these states, and ultimately, this is how you get one-party rule in the country. The Supreme Court of the United States may have just sealed its own fate. I don't know. We'll see what happens in Georgia. I pray to God we win at least one of those seats. But if we lose them both, and the court itself gave the glide path to a Biden presidency without actually taking up the substance of very, very serious lawsuits, well, then it would have cut its own throat. I'll be right back. Hello America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. will give you an example of what I'm talking about, was last hour. Here's a piece in the Atlanta Journal Constitution, linked by Right Scoop. Federal judge hears case challenging Georgia voter purges. Now, this is an Obama judge. Federal judge heard arguments yesterday, from voting rights groups, who I guess have standing no matter what, that are challenging the removal of what they said were hundreds of thousands of eligible voters from Georgia's voting rolls last year. U.S. District Judge Stephen C. Jones, an Obama appointee I looked at up, did not make a ruling Thursday, but said he would release his decision as quick as possible. The lawsuit was filed in the U.S. District Court in Atlanta by Black Voters Matter Fund, and the Transformative Justice Coalition, and the Rainbow Push Coalition. Attorneys for the Secretary of State's office asked Jones to dismiss the case. When a state of John Lewis, Dr. Martin Luther King, we stand on the shoulders of great titans, says Tricia C.K. Hoffman, attorney for Black Voters Matter. Now you see how leftists are treated when they're petitioners, and you see how conservatives are treated when they're petitioners, right? If one person, if two people don't have the ability to vote and were purged improperly, that's one or two people too many, and the Secretary of State made the mistake. Again, you see how the Atlanta General Constitution loads up the front of the article. Lawyers for the Black Voters Matter Fund argued that the state removed tens of thousands of voters from the list because it believed they had moved out of their county or the state, when in fact they had not. Also challenges a use-it-or-lose-it provision in state law, That allows Georgia to purge voters who do not cast ballots for many years. You see, the left is always pushing the edge of the envelope, and they go in front of friendly judges who take care of them. And there sits the Supreme Court becoming a joke under John Roberts. So they want those people who were purged returned to the voter rolls. Attorneys for the Secretary of State's office said the office followed all federal guidelines in updating voter registration rolls. And if there were issues with people being removed inappropriately, the plaintiffs had a year to bring their case. Oh, latches, right, Mr. Bedouin? Oh, that must be latches. Voters had almost a year to re-register, said Brian Tyson, Attorney for the Secretary of State's office. The absentee ballots for January 5 went out on November 21, and so we're now at the point of, if we made these changes now, we interfere with an ongoing election. Well, I can't wait to see how that turns out. The lawsuit, let's see here. Well, my computer sucks, I just lost the article. The ACLU is finally awakened, and they support, of course, the leftists. So tell me, why do they always have standing and why do they usually win? And how do they usually find the right judges? And how is it that when Obama appoints people, they stand stand firm to the left? But here we have three Trump appointees, three, who couldn't even join Thomas and Alito in saying, wait a minute. When one state sues another, there's original jurisdiction. We don't have a choice here on the Supreme Court. It's in the Constitution. Well, sure we do. There's a standing issue. Sure we do. There's a latches issue. Unbelievable, really. It's really uh, quite shocking. You know... I want to talk a little bit about this. Let's, let's circle back to uh, this Biden issue. There's a piece by John Hawkins, and this was linked to by Bongino.com. Flashback, Mitt Romney trashes Senate probe into Hunter Biden and barisma. Remember when the Hunter Biden laptop story broke? I certainly do, he writes, after writing an article for it on Bongino.com. So he's an author for Bongino. The lengths the left went into in order to suppress it were remarkable. Right off the bat, Twitter was blocking links to the story. Facebook was promising to reduce the reach of the story and potentially penalize pages that talked about it. Of course, the mainstream press also uniformly did their best to undermine the story and declare there was nothing to it. Embarrassingly, even Mitt Romney told the public there was nothing to see here. Mitt Romney. Of course, now that the election is over and Hunter Biden is being probed by the DOJ, everything is different. Does this prove every claim and allegation made in the Biden laptop story was true? Nope. But it does show that all the people saying there was nothing to it were 100% wrong. Sure, the story may have come from Trump's campaign, but the sad reality is that's where a lot of stories you see in the mainstream media originate. Some campaign or party does research, feeds it to the connection with a big outlet. Then the outlets run with the story. Of course, you expect the mainstream media to be hypocrites about this sort of thing, but you don't expect Republican senators to go along with it, unless one of them is named Romney. As to Mitt Romney, the guy has always been a weasel, and although he probably deserves to be cut a certain amount of slack because Trump went out of his way to humiliate him, he writes, there's a line between not bending over backward to help Trump and siding with Democrats that shouldn't be crossed. You don't shoot down a a legitimate story to defend the sleazy son of the Democratic nominee, who's also sleazy, I might add, because Donald Trump hurt your feelings. Even Mitt Romney should know better. So Romney was wrong, of course. He's always wrong. He's always wrong. Paul Gigat the Wall Street Journal. Of course, he was attacking all these lawsuits and attacking the lawyers personally who were involved in these lawsuits and all the rest. Now you know what it's like when you're fighting for your liberty, when you're fighting against the tide. This is, this is when you know who the men are versus the boys, the women are versus the girls. This is when you know who truly is a patriot and who's just on the sidelines typing away and talking away. This is when you know who's going to stand up for the country and who is not. And now you can draw your own conclusions. And you are. You are. You're deciding what television to watch, what radio to listen to, what websites to read. You're going on the Internet. You're giving comments to people with whom you disagree or agree. You're activists. You're active citizens. And that's a very, very good thing. And it's a very, very important thing. Now, Joe Biden was asked today by Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey, was turned out to be quite a serious reporter, quite, quite a good reporter, he was trying to ask Joe Biden about his son. None of the other reporters asked a single question about Hunter Biden, none of them. And Peter Ducey was forced to yell out his question. And, of course, Joe Biden walked off the stage as quickly as he could, throughout an answer, which you'll hear in a moment, because of course he was worried about the coronavirus and you know they don't want too many actual reporters to gather in one place. So at a press conference today, so called it was Peter Ducey, had tried to ask the so called president elect about his son Hunter. Take a listen. Cut three go a coronavirus vaccine. All right, so stop. You hear that, reporter? Hey, President-elect Joe Biden, how soon do you expect to take the coronavirus vaccine? At least you didn't ask him what flavor milkshake he likes. Is that newsworthy to you? When he plans to take the coronavirus vaccine that Donald Trump and his administration led the effort to develop? If you're going to yell that question, at least say, hey, President elect Joe Biden, how soon do you plan to take the coronavirus vaccine that was developed under Donald Trump and warp speed? Right? That would be an accurate sentence. Even if you're gonna slobber all over Biden. All right, go ahead. Biden,
3: Have you spoken to your son Mr. President alike?
0: Proud of my son. I'm proud of my son, as he walks off. That's it. He's proud of his son. His son, who was thrown out of the military because he was a cokehead. His son, who impregnated a stripper, then when she had his baby, denied it and didn't want to pay support for the baby until a judge got involved. His son, who was raking in millions and millions of dollars from state-run corporations around the world, he's proud of him. His son, who's now under criminal investigation for potential tax and securities fraud. His son, who dated his other son's wife after he passed away. Joe Biden's very proud of this son. Very proud of him. Chip off the old block. I want you to remember what Joe Biden said at the presidential debate on October 22, 2020. seems like forever ago. It was six or seven weeks ago. And I'm telling you, Joe Biden knew his son was under criminal investigation by then. Had to know. Why would his son keep it from his father? It doesn't even make any sense. Cut, four, go.
4: There have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. With regard to Ukraine... We had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of a Burisma, a company, that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person, when he was going through his impeachment, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, so I let's did not.
0: So he's asked about his son in Ukraine, and he turns it on Donald Trump, which is what they always do, which is all they do. Go ahead.
4: Impeccably. I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing, number one. Number two, the guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me. See,
0: he's not going to answer the question. It's all Trump, Trump, Trump. What about your son? There's questions raised about your son with China, with the Ukraine. It's this guy over here, that, that guy over there, this guy over there. He's always been a slug, Biden. Go ahead.
4: They would not do and did not do because it never, ever, ever happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only See one.
0: You know what I mean? Disrespectful. He's a lowlife. He's a punk, Biden. Always has been. And still is. And so he knew his son was under investigation for illicit proceeds, for which he didn't pay taxes, apparently, and questions about the securities. And he diverted the entire time. He lied to you. He lied to the American people. He lied through his teeth. And so did the media. So did Jake Tapper. So did Wolf Blitzer. So did D. Lemon. So did Fredo Cuomo. So did uh, Andrea Mitchell and Brian Williams. And uh, sakon Vansetti, a.k.a. the Scarboroughs. They all lied through their teeth to you over and over again. They all were covering up for Biden. They all ignored the overwhelming evidence that was presented shortly before the election by the New York Post and others. Instead, they trashed Rudy Giuliani. They went around talking about this was a, a Russian uh, psyops operation. They got 50 former national intel experts to sign a letter. This was all done by Biden, done by his campaign, all put out there in the friendly, phony media in order to create cover for Biden, a smokescreen, to push him over the finish line. Because you and I know damn well, had any of this come out in a... Way in which the vast majority of the American people would hear about it, not just talk radio audiences, not just Fox audiences, not just the New York Post audiences, that even with all the corruption and institutionalized fraud and all the rest, Biden would have failed. But they turned it around on Trump, you see. This is a Trump dirty trick. These are the Russians, and there goes Trump again with the Russians. When it's the Democrats who are all caught up with the Chinese regime in China. I'll be right back. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N, podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code LEVIN, podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Here's how the media run their stories. SCOTUS thwart Trump bid to overturn elections. Now, they would never write about that with the Biden lawyers in these different states saying, Biden lawyers trying to thwart the will of the people in Pennsylvania. Biden lawyers trying to thwart the will of the people in Georgia. Biden lawyers trying to thwart the will of the people in Michigan. You never hear that, do you? Don't our media suck? Aren't they the absolute worst? Don't you despise them? They are, in fact, the enemy of the people. Donald Trump has exposed them. For exactly what they are. And now they're fully out of the closet. You know, everywhere I go, people say to me, Mr. Producer, what can we do? What can we do? Well, right now, we can't do anything. You know, we're not five years old. We've done everything we can. And we've got to get ready for the next fight. The next fight's in Georgia. Now, if we lose Georgia, then we're going to lose a big chunk of this country. That's the facts. So what would you do? Well, you go online. You see how to support the candidates in Georgia. If you live in Georgia or near Georgia, you try and figure out how to volunteer. The election's January 5th. It's very, very important. That election is not just a Georgia election. That's a national election. So there are things you can do. There are things you can do. But I do not disagree with your frustration. I understand it. I share it. Trust me. But we can't be Pollyannas here. We can see the rising tide of totalitarianism. We can see the rising tide of tyranny. And we can see how our institutions are buckling. Our institutions are literally buckling. This is 100 years, really 120 years, of neo-Marxist progressivism. That has always, if you read *Rediscovering Americanism* and *The Tyranny of Progressivism*, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This has always been their aim, and they are advancing, and we are fighting them, one state at a time, one institution at a time. I'll be right back.
4: Mark Levin, tough as hell.
0: That's why I like Mark Levin, and I'm not sure a lot of people like him, he's tough as hell. But I like him, I love him. Call in now, 877-381-3811. These companies, Fires and Moderna, they were given billions of dollars under Operation Warp Speed, which enabled them to be capitalized for research and development to create these vaccines that are going to save millions and millions of lives in this country all over and all over the world. The Democrats didn't do it. Trump's still fighting with the uh, Food and Drug Administration. The U.K. and Canada, which have excellent scientists, they're taking our vaccine developed by our companies and giving it to their people while we're waiting. And this is why the President of the United States is furious. Meanwhile, both of these companies... Their corporate management and boards made the decision to not even announce the existence of these vaccines until after the election. In the case of Pfizer, they waited five days, and then they announced that they had a vaccine. Moderna announced shortly thereafter, so they withheld that information purposely. The information about the Biden crime family, the head mobster being Joe Biden himself, was covered up, withheld from the vast majority of the American people. He was under grand jury criminal investigation for tax fraud and securities fraud for two years and it didn't leak. I don't blame Bill Barr. Bill Barr could go to prison if he put this information out. He's not free to release investigative information of that kind, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. But it's amazing it didn't leak, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? And I don't mean from Barr, but I mean from the hundred other people who knew about it. You can damn be sure if it involved a Trump, it would have been leaked on the front page of the New York Times with Donald Trump's taxes. So the media intentionally censor information when their job is to present the people with news so people can draw their own conclusions. So the vaccine, which was ready to go with these private companies to the FDA, was a big secret until after the election. The grand jury criminal investigation of Hunter Biden which I think leads to Joe Biden, it's just a matter of time, and I'm going to discuss this at length with Peter Schweitzer on Sunday. I hope you won't miss it on Life, Liberty, and Levin. That was covered up and hidden until after the election. Meanwhile, the Democrats had decided that they're not going to allow Donald Trump to win. So first, they impeach him. They criminally investigate him. They spy on him. They use the instrumentalities of federal law enforcement and federal intelligence to try and take him out. They fail. The media viciously attack him day in and day out, even at presidential press conferences. They lie about him. They lie about his family. But they knew that wasn't enough. So they go into these states. The Biden campaign organizes this. To change the rules. 2016, you had a very smooth election. We knew who the president was at 2.30 in the morning. Look at this damn mess that took place here. And these justices who sit there in those damn black robes and act like, with their sanctimony, that they're above it all. Unbelievable. 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 And now we know. We already knew, but now we know, as a matter of fact, that Joe Biden is corrupt up to his eyeballs with China. His entire damn family is. And what are the media doing? ABC, NBC, and CBS, they're trying to cover it up. MRC Newsbusters points out they've only covered the story for really 30, 40 seconds. 30, 40 seconds? Here's the president of the United States now. He says, we've developed the vaccine. The British are using it. The Canadians are using it. Let's go, FDA. What the hell your as can be. And they are. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, this Operation Warp Speed is so incredible. Trump had to fight the inertia of the bureaucracy, the FDA, the Fauci's, the Birx's, the NIH. He had to fight them. Not because he's against science, but because he's for science. He wants to save lives while he's being accused of killing people. And even now, he's pushing them, where the hell is the vaccine? Get the vaccine out. This is why you're furious. Even more now, we know that Donald Trump, as a result of what took place here with Operation Warp Speed, they have now revolutionized the development of vaccines from this day forward, because of Operation Warp Speed and what the President and the Vice Presidents of the United States did, Trump and Pence, revolutionized it, it's incredible. LeBron James, this is from Breitbart.com, is named Time Athlete of the Year for Voter Suppression Work. L.A. Lakers star LeBron James has been named Time Magazine. There is no more Time Magazine. There's no more Time Magazine. Go out and try and buy one. This whole thing is bizarre. Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year for his work to stop voter suppression. Voter suppression? We don't have voter suppression James is more—he's—he's th- he's a Democrat hack. That's all he is. James is more than a vote organization. Was formed right after the death of George Floyd, to root out purported voter suppression. The NBA star also claimed he created the organization to educate voters and to help increase the turnout for the 2020 elections. To turn out for whom? James has also awarded the Sports Illustrated Sports People of the Year, with the award honoring athletes who excel on and off the field. this is a disgusting disgrace he's a mouthpiece for communist China he certainly was he defended Nike which pays him a fortune for his sneakers LeBron James I want you to listen I want you to listen very carefully do you hear that LeBron James do you hear that do you hear that LeBron you know what that is That's two million Uyghurs who are pleading for their lives. That's two million Uyghurs, Muslims, who are pleading to be set free from the slavery of the communist regime. That's two million Uyghurs pleading for their family members from from whom they've been torn. Wives being raped and sterilized, forced abortions. Child labor, torture, mass graves. Do you hear them, LeBron? Do you hear them crying? Do you hear them screaming out in any of your mansions in California or any of your quarter of a million dollar cars with your sneakers and so forth? Do you hear them crying and screaming, LeBron? They are, and you don't hear them because you're getting awards for being a heartless SOB from Time Magazine and Sports Illustrated. Well, good for you. Put that up on your mantle with your other awards. And just keep in mind who you're standing with and your blood money. I'll be right back. Mud love Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. You know, Glenn Reynolds, who runs a wonderful website, Instapundit, and is a terrific guy. He's a professor, also, of law. And he looks quickly at this uh, Supreme Court decision 7-2 to and the lack of standing, they say, when it comes to Texas and the other states. And he says, you know, the statement that Texas lacks standing would seem to implicitly overrule Massachusetts versus EPA. And that's when Massachusetts sued the EPA, and other states did, for not imposing stricter environmental regulations, including on neighboring states, because, you know, air doesn't, doesn't respond well to state lines. Pollution crosses state lines. That was part of their argument. And so we need to control carbon dioxide, which of course wasn't a pollutant, but it was a big decision five to four. And yet they found that Massachusetts had standing to sue to compel the EPA to apply regulations against the other states. And Professor Reynolds is saying here, uh, so the expanded standing for the states in the climate change context. But in this case, there's no standing. Do you understand his point, Mr. Producer? Well, Glenn Reynolds is tops. He's he's top-shelf intellect. That's a very fascinating point. But it's a disgrace on the Supreme Court. And there you have three justices who President Trump appointed who voted with Roberts and the leftists on the court. You have Clarence Thomas who was appointed by George H.W. Bush and you have Sam Alito who was appointed by George Bush, both of whom were exactly correct. In this case, of course, there's standing. It's not a standing issue. It's a conflict between and among the states. We have original jurisdiction. We can't say there's no standing and apply standing standards. It's so straightforward. It's just—it's clear that that most of these justices just don't have the guts. To do what needs to be done. That's the way I see it. Am I all caught up, Mr. Producer, or no? Ah, one of my favorites. So I would ask all the legal analysts, with emphasis on analysts, how do you square the Massachusetts versus EPA case and the standing issue there with what the Supreme Court just did to the state of Texas and 17 or 18 other states? How do you square that? Well, I'll tell you how you square it by turning it into a nothing. The court wanted to rule a certain way in one case, and the court wanted to rule another way in the other case. It's that simple. It's no more complicated than that. Federal judge here's case: challenging voter purges. Obama appointee. They wanted to put 200,000 people dead or alive, back on the voter lists even though the state followed the federal procedures because they want to stuff the ballot boxes. And if they get an opinion that supports it, then they're off to the races again. That's how it works. I want to remind all of you folks, thanks to our friends at the Post Millennial website. This is a great site, isn't it, Mr. Producer? It's a new site, as far as I can tell. ThePostMillennial.com Mia Cathel Flashback Obama attained power by questioning ballots and signatures. Wait a minute. Former President Obama won his first election by throwing all of his opponents off the ballot based on technicalities. In his first race for office, seeking an Illinois state Senate seat in 1996, Obama used the election rules to eliminate his Democratic competition. Obama employed Chicago's rules to invalidate voting petition signatures. He ultimately disqualified all four Democratic primary rivals and three minor candidates. The action denied each of them a place on the ballot. His move cleared the way for Obama to run unopposed on the Democratic ticket in a heavily Democratic district. Yes, President Trump's mild-mannered, lionized predecessor played hardball. The darling of the modern Democrat Party first entered public office not by leveling the playing field, but by clearing his path to victory. The Obama campaign reportedly called CNN's 2008 coverage a hit job, insisting that the publication talks to a state representative who supports Obama. According to an Obama spokesman at the time, the individual would be objective. But when reporters called this person, she said she could not recall details of the petition challenges, who engineered them for the Obama campaign, or why all the candidates were challenged, CNN alleged. Records of the challenges are no longer on file. You mean Obama was a sleazeball? I can't believe that. How can you say that about him? He used Chicago tactics to clear the field, and now he accused Donald Trump of undermining democracy because he's actually bringing legal claims in front of real courts? I'll be right back.
1: From the Westwood One Podcast Network. deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I went back during the break because I remember this Massachusetts versus EPA decision. John Paul Stevens wrote for the majority was five to four how outrageous this decision was because the majority in the court wanted to get to a specific result and the result was to compel the environmental protection agency to regulate back then it was called global warming and that even though Carbon dioxide, scientifically, scientifically, is not a pollutant, never has been. Massachusetts, among other states, was arguing that it contributed to global warming. And therefore, the EPA could not simply pass on it, be inactive about it, but that it falled, it fell under the statutory language of the Clean Air Act, which it clearly did not. Furthermore, the D.C. Circuit Court in Washington, D.C., often called the second most powerful court, had thrown the case out for, among other reasons, saying that Massachusetts didn't have standing. See, you're the smartest audience in America, so that's why I treat you with respect. Well, they didn't have standing. Well, why, why didn't they have standing? Well, what did the D.C. Circuit Court say? You don't have the authority... You don't have the standing to bring a case against the Environmental Protection Agency to force this federal agency to regulate really a non-pollutant and to do so on behalf of other states, as an example, because you're, the consequence of your decision will affect other states. But you don't have any standing. In other words, you're not specifically harmed. So in that case, the court concocted standing. It said the stake in protecting its quasi-sovereign interests were at stake. So for the state of Commonwealth of Massachusetts, the court held that it had a stake in protecting its quasi-sovereign interests as a state. Didn't Texas and the 18 other states have a quasi-sovereign interest as a state in protecting their interests? Their interest being an honest count of the Electoral College and the choosing of a president and vice president of the United States? The answer is yes. If Massachusetts versus EPA stands, then Texas and the other states had standing. But this is how it works. The activists on the court can take a word like standing and and turn it into 15 different meanings in order to accommodate their ends. Then they can call carbon monoxide, even though it's not a pollutant, a pollutant-like substance that can be regulated, even though it can't be regulated under federal law. So there's a twofer, two strikes. But the court stepped in and saved it. Now, this court determined that the same states, that is, states of the United States, did not have standing. And by the way, before I salute Sam Alito too much, his was again a rather terse comment that, and I want to get this right here, Uh, let's see, give me a second. He says, uh, basically, um, he says, he would not grant other relief, and I express no other view. So he'd grant them standing, but he'd slap them down. So Alita is a form over substance. As best I can tell, again, it's a rather terse statement that the court issued. As best I can tell, it would be Thomas and Thomas alone, who at least had an open mind. And uh, that's your Supreme Court. Thomas and Thomas alone, as far as I can tell. Uh, but I could be wrong about that. The statement of Justice Alita with whom Justice Thomas joins, in my view, we do not have discretion to deny the filing of a bill of complaint in a case that falls within our original jurisdiction. I would, therefore, grant the motion to file the bill of complaint, but would not grant other relief, and I express no view on any other issues. Well, I guess then that uh, Thomas did join Alito in that respect, so there you have it. So I assume uh, when there's another case in line with Massachusetts versus EPA, this court will reverse course and say, wait a minute, there wasn't standing, none of this quasi-sovereignty interest crap. I would thank Glenn Reynolds for pointing this out. You will not see this on any other blog or legal analyst, and you certainly won't see it on TV by any professor or former federal prosecutor. This is way above their their grade level. Way above their grade level. Now, we've talked a lot about this guy, Warnock, who is a Marxist. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of him having a, literally having... Fidel Castro, you know, in his church where there's a standing ovation, his 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 uh, his embrace of Marxism is is uh, not in doubt. But there's this Georgia Democrat John Ossoff, and this is in. Uh, let me see here. Let me take this one first. What did I do with it? All right. <clears throat> There is a good piece in the uh, Washington Free Beacon. Here it is. Asaf's father met with Chinese dignitaries while touring his China-built yacht, Washington Free Beacon reports. Asaf's father is worth a fortune. He has funded his son's campaigns in the past. He lost the campaign for the House two years ago. He's running for the Senate again. But his extraordinarily wealthy father has ties again. ...to the communist Chinese regime. Don't most Democrats? Don't most Democrat supporters? Georgia Democratic candidate... ...John Ossoff's millionaire father... ...met with Chinese so-called dignitaries... ...while touring a 60-foot yacht... ...he purchased from a China-based shipbuilder... ...tied to Communist Party officials. Richard Ossoff, who has bankrolled... ...his son's upstart political career... ...commissioned China-based jet-turned-Marine to build the custom vessel in 2008. Isn't that nice? Employing communist Chinese, money for communist China, ties with the communist Chinese party. Before shipping the yacht to the United States, the company held a sea trial for customers Heather and Richard Ossoff of Atlanta, Georgia, in order to test the million-dollar vessel's performance with, quote, many Chinese dignitaries in attendance. The Saline 1519C trial was attended by the customers, many dignitaries from Ping Sha and Zhu ha, The press, the deputy governor, the bureau chief, and the editor of China Boating Magazine. A since-deleted press release stated, Oh, they deleted it. I wonder why. You don't have to delete it. The press isn't going to cover it. At many times, as many as 40 to 50 people were aboard, but the large yacht never felt crowded, they said. And the yacht boasted a state-of-the-art steering system, an extensively modified inside featuring quite open and bright galley and salon area, a lazarette laid out perfectly for cuba equipment, a uh, scuba equipment, utility room with a spacious work area, and so forth and so on, and it only cost $1.3 million. Now this marks yet another tie between the Asaf family and a Chinese company linked to communist leaders. John Assaf's foreign film company, Insight TWI, has received at least $5,000 from a communist-backed media giant, PCCW, in the last two years. Assaf failed to disclose the payment in a May financial report before quietly revealing it in an amended filing issued nearly two months later. His campaign went on to blame a, power work, a, a paperwork oversight for the discrepancy. Imagine that. He and Hunter with the paperwork oversights. Asaf has benefited from his father's deep pockets throughout his political rise. Democrat has taken more than seventeen thousand in campaign contributions from his father since 2017. He became CEO of Insight T W I after using a large family inheritance to buy a controlling stake in the company. Asaf's father also footed the bill for his son's Washington D C residence while Asaf worked as a legislative assistant. Under Representative Hank Johnson. Oh, this guy's precious. Hossoff used the job to claim he'd spent five years working as a national security aide with top-secret clearance. But he later admitted that he had clearance for just five months. God, what a sleazeball. Founded in 1998 by Taiwanese businessman Howard Chen. Jet-turn operates production facilities in Zhuhai and Dagan, China. Chen has touted the support of high-ranking Chinese Communist Party officials, including former Vice Premier Wang Yang, in the past. Vice Premier Wang Yang once came to inspect Jet Turn. He gave me his thumbs up, praising me for winning glory, Chen wrote in 2015. Later, when I started to integrate the industrial chain and capitalize, another leader said, I saved at least 10 years. I have no idea what any of that means. Prior to the vessel's completion, Richard Ossoff submitted a customer testimonial noting his outstanding experience with Jet. So here we have a guy who wants to be a senator from Georgia, whose family is all sleezed up with the communist regime in China. Just what you need, Georgia. I've got Georgia on my mind, don't you, Mr. Medusa? I'll be right back. love in. Way back in October, NBC News did a long piece. I printed it out. It's many, many pages. A long piece entitled, How a Fake Persona Laid the Groundwork for a Hunter Biden Conspiracy Deluge. The whole story was fake. A fake intelligence document, they say went viral on the right-wing Internet, asserting an elaborate conspiracy theory involving former Vice President Joe Biden's son and business in China. That document, a 64-page composition that was later disseminated by close associates of President Trump, appears to be the work of a fake intelligence firm called Typhoon Investigations. According to research, it goes on and on and on to cover up for the Bidens. This was NBC News in October. Now, NBC News right now, Emailed to Hunter Biden raises fresh questions about his tax dealings. So this phony news organization now wants you to believe it's a news organization when in fact, when it mattered, it covered up everything and attacked the people who were digging up the information on the Biden crime family. An email obtained by NBC News indicates the President-elect's son was told he did not disclose $400,000 in income from the Burisma Gas Company on his 2014 tax returns. Wow! So he did get income from Burisma, and it was hundreds and hundreds of thousands, and he didn't report it on his tax returns. Now, that $400,000 number is interesting because Joe Biden wants to crush anybody who earned honestly, legally, with hard work. $400,000. $400,000. But here is Punk's son. He gets $400,000 and he doesn't want to pay taxes on him. By Tom Winter. Hunter Biden's former business partner sent him an email in 2017 saying he did not disclose on his tax returns 400000 in income from the Ukrainian natural gas company where he sat on the board according to a copy of an email obtained by NBC News. Every newsroom in America should be ashamed of itself. Every newsroom in America is a disgrace, except the handful of conservatives who tried to make it clear to the American people what was taking place. Every damn one of them. In 2014, you joined the Burisma board, and we still need to amend your 2014 tax returns to reflect the unreported barisma income, says the email dated January 16, 2017. The email goes on to note that Hunter Biden, who is now the subject of a federal tax probe and also a, uh, an SEC file, uh, criminal investigation, netted more than $1.2 million for the year. The earnings included the 400000 from Burisma, as well as income from Rosemont, Seneca Advisors, and a legal firm. Wow, NBC! Weren't you attacking people who are trying to bring this and more to the public for the email was made available by Rudy Giuliani's attorney, Robert Costello. Costello has said he was given a copy of one of Hunter Biden's hard drives from the owner of a computer repair shop in Delaware. Oh, you don't say. We knew that two months ago, you jerks. Now listen to what they say. NBC News did not have access to the full drive. It's not known. What, if any, action Hunter Biden took in response to the email. Oh, they didn't have access to the full drive. Well, it had access to part of it. Federal prosecutors in Delaware scrutinizing Hunter Biden's business dealings in China as part of a tax probe that began in 2018, two damn years ago. There's no indication that his work for the Burisma National Gas Company is part of the investigation, but the email of time by NBC News releases fresh questions about Hunter Biden's tax affairs. His lawyer did not return a request for comment. A spokesperson for the Biden transition team declined to comment. When sent a list of questions, including whether uh, Hunter Biden amended his 2014 tax returns. Wow! I wonder if the Attorney General of Delaware will want the tax returns released. Wow! I wonder if the Democrats who run these committees in the House and Nancy Pelosi are going to want his tax returns released. Wow! What do you think? I wonder if somebody at the IRS will leak them to the New York Times. In a statement... Released Wednesday, Hunter Biden acknowledged the investigation. All right, blah, blah, blah. So Hunter Biden's a serial liar to us. His father's a serial liar. He's always been a serial liar, in in addition to a plagiarizer. And he is a molester. And he got away with all of this stuff. Thanks to NBC News. Thanks to the Today Show. Thanks to Good Morning America. Thanks to ABC News. Thanks to CBS News and whatever the hell their morning show's called. Thanks to the idiots at MSLSD and the idiots at the constipated news network. They're still obsessed with Trump. Now what are they going to do? Well, let's see if they tank Joe Biden for Kamala Harris. Oh, yes. One never knows, does one. As members of my family like to say. Now, NBC News is reporting news. How did this happen? Yeah, the plan was always to use Biden as a stalking horse, and then, uh, and then move him out of the way. That's is my belief. Biden is the Manchurian candidate. That's what he is. The whole family. I want to thank the United States Supreme Court. As I say, you may have cut your own throats, depending on what happens in Georgia, but hey, that's too bad. There's nothing we can do about it, we, the people at this point. Biden, who's crooked, the whole family's crooked, the media knew they were crooked, and the media covered up for them. Why? Because the media are crooked. That's why, and the media cover up for each other. I'll be right back. Mark Levin,
1: the George S. Patton of talk radio. Call him at 877-381-3811. That's 877 381
0: You're going to see a lot of shows about the Bidens and Hunter Biden and so forth all weekend long, no doubt, on all kinds of platforms out there. Just make sure you save time for my Sunday show at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You won't be disappointed. You never are. I have the best guests I can bring in who, who I let talk. We talk at length. It's a completely different format than anywhere else in television, period. And I ask questions. I hope they're good questions, and I wait for good answers. Peter Schweizer is going to be on the program. He's the number one Biden expert and Washington corruption expert on the entire planet. And he and I are going to go through this very, very carefully and in detailed fashion. And uh, he was the first into this, the whole Biden crime family. He deserves all the credit in the world. Rudy Giuliani deserves all the credit in the world. Rudy has been heroic in what he has done. So um, he deserves a great deal of, uh, of support. But look how they tried to destroy him. Look how they trying to destroy anybody who's in the way. Look at them going after Rush Limbaugh now, my brother. Rush Limbaugh never pushed for secession. He said there are movements out there. This could be encouraging it, but he never endorsed it. It's like me talking about the Electoral College. All of a sudden, there's all these articles out there. Mr. Miller, did I say that? No, you never said. Well, how did this happen? Because they try and take us down. They can't confront us on ideas. They can't confront us on facts. They try and destroy us. And, of course, the man they've tried to destroy the most is Rush Limbaugh. He's always been at the point of the spear. Always been at the point of, these are heartless, heartless, and, uh, and, and, and crackpots who are just out to destroy. That's why they defend rioters. They defend all the corruption in these states leading up to the vote. They defend it all. They defend it all. Let's take some calls, shall we? Yes, we can. Uh, let us go to Tim, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, on uh, – well, how is Tim listening to us, guys? I have no idea. Yes, XM, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, Tim.
3: Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Hey, so um, I wanted to run an idea by you. So the lack of standing for states due to the no judicially cognizable interest, um, that means that the state and other states have no interest in the manner of conducting elections, okay, of another state, Right. That's an answer to a narrow question. But what about this idea? Um, other states don't, but the state legislature, right, of its own does. Now, because of this precedent, there is no state on state interference as a defense or an immediate filing to the SCOTUS. So to why doing not? Doing what? Your plenary power to do prior what? to the deadline and use latches to prevent them from, you know. Are you to, getting
0: that? Why would the, the state legislature would use latches against who?
3: No, I'm saying the state legislatures can resume their plenary power. And then if there is any appeal... The state
0: legislatures don't have to go to the courts at all. They can exercise the power to appoint electors in lieu of the electors that were, quote-unquote, elected through these bastardized systems. Now, one of the positions I've taken since early on that has been intentionally misinterpreted by the left, including uh, Professor Lessig of Harvard Law School, is that the state legislatures should pick electors based on what the outcome would have been to the best they can they can discern it under the law that existed that they passed, not as the law was changed. And if that means a whole bunch of ballots are thrown out, so be it, because those ballots would not have been counted. As an example, Pennsylvania, none of those ballots would have counted a couple of months ago. So if your question is, can the state legislature exercise its power uh, and my argument was it should exercise its power uh, respecting the law that existed and the law that was violated and take it into their own hands. Yes, it can. Okay, Mark, Are you there?
3: Can I, can I respond to that to clarify?
0: Go ahead, but you've um, got to be quick.
3: If they do decide to do that, thank you, if they do decide to do that um, and then another state tries to intervene, this is now precedent, No. So they can't no, but, but
0: there would be no reason for another state to intervene because there the state legislature is acting within the four corners of Article 2. What Texas is arguing is, look, take Pennsylvania, for example. Pennsylvania violated its own constitution. Pennsylvania violated the federal constitution. Every branch of Pennsylvania, whether the legislature in the original act, uh, the secretary of state and the governor on the executive level, the state Supreme Court, clearly violated. And Texas is saying... Supreme Court fixed this. If a state legislature on its own wants to fix it, there's nothing to stop it. Thank you for your call, my friend. Was that clear enough, Mr. Producer? I think I've got it. I think uh, I I answered Tim as best I could. Let's go to David. Charleston, South Carolina on the Mark Levin app. How are you, David?
2: Hello, sir. Thank you. Um, yes. You just answered my first question. I was going to ask if there was, uh, if you ever saw a legal means for state legislators to. Well, there's uh, a
0: constitutional means. It's that same article, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2. If you pull it up under uh, DuckDuck or Bing or Google, if you must, and you read it, the state legislatures choose the method by which the electors are to be chosen, period.
2: And I'm looking at the uh, the membership of the of the legislatures of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin. And yeah, they're all Republican the people there.
0: They're all Republican.
2: Yes. All right. That is my... I want to make a second point. It's probably more important if you would let me. It's uh, well. I hope I hope state legislators in those states are listening and trying to drum up support for such an action. But my my main point was to challenge Americans. Across By the
0: way, the way, good luck with that. But anyway, go ahead.
2: Yes, <laughs> I can only ask uh, that, that I think in order to counter, attempt to counter the power of the press is for Americans across the country to to, to organize um, debates, well-organized debates on select topics um, for the public
0: to okay, attend. I don't know who's going to do that and who's going to cover that, but I will say this. We know who the enemy of the people are. And we know the companies that own them. You know AT&T owns CNN. You know Comcast owns NBC and MSNBC. You know Amazon owns the uh, Washington Post and so forth. If you're serious about these things, stop using their services and stop buying their products. Well, I'm All right, my about. friend. Thank you for your call. Let's continue, shall we? Let's go to Joe, Tulsa, Oklahoma, on the Mark Levin app. You know what I'm noticing, Mr. Reducer? Most of the people are calling based on listening to the app, satellite radar, that sort of thing. Go ahead. Yes, yes, yes Joe, Mark, Tulsa.
4: Yeah. The only way that I see that we're going to change the way America is working right now is if we change the First Amendment. Now we have freedom of the press. So they're free to do whatever they want to do. I don't believe that they should be free to do whatever they want. Well,
0: listen, this cuts both ways. I don't have any problem with the First Amendment. What I have a problem with, and Clarence Thomas has raised this, actually, is in the uh, New York Times versus Sullivan case way back in the 60s, the Supreme Court basically gave blanket immunity to these newspapers when it comes to public officials. And the Supreme Court has actually watered down what the public official is, giving a broader and broader and broader definition to it. In the early days of this country, uh, even when we had a Constitution and even when we later had a Bill of Rights, uh, the state um, laws uh, for uh, smearing and disparaging individuals and companies and so forth were still in place. They were utterly unaffected. So, you could bring a libel case against a newspaper and so forth. And that's the problem. The Supreme Court decided to change the First Amendment. Freedom of the press doesn't mean uh, that you're given special privileges outside the courtroom. Freedom of the press means that you're free to speak. Now, there will be consequences, but not anymore. And I think that's what you're getting at. And so we should go to pre New York Times versus Sullivan. Uh, It seemed to work for the country very, very well for most of of our history. And I don't believe uh, it was a good decision, just as I don't believe big tech should be protected. You can see, your point is you can see how they exercise their power. They exercise it for tyranny. They exercise it in in a totalitarian way. They exercise it in a way where they try and destroy one president and create another president. Well, we can't have that in this country, so how do we fix it? We change that decision. The problem is, no matter how many so-called constitutionalists we put on the Supreme Court, they disappoint us over and over and over again. So we're in a bit of a problem here. Thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us. We conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. See, ladies and gentlemen, if the defamation laws were still in place in a, in a way in which they can actually be used against media outlets, they'd have to be a lot careful. Ninety percent of the people who currently dress up as journalists and call people Hitler or deranged or whatever, they would be removed from these networks. They'd be forced to police themselves in a serious way. They'd be forced to actually try and report news rather than smear and character assassinate. There'd be no room for the likes of Fake Tapper, Wolf Blitz, D. Lemon, Fredo Cuomo. There'd be no room for any of them. MSLSD and the Constipated Network would have to utterly change what it is that they do. Jeff Zucker would be living in a tent as a homeless guy. Ladies and gentlemen, every Friday, in honor of you, Levinites and Patriots, we play America. Here we go. The week is officially over. The weekend begins right now. Don't forget, Sunday, Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern. There's only two new Life, Liberty, and Levins left this year, and this is a blockbuster, crucially important. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And good night, my little Barney. I will see you on Sunday, right, and then on Monday. Good night, Dad, Mom, and Leo, and God bless.
1: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.